Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. So a lot of you listeners often ask what my background is, and if you tune in frequently to the podcast, I do talk about it. For those that don't know, I run a marketing company called Bash Solutions, which specializes in custom websites, content creation, and consulting based up here in cold and snowy Rochester, New York. With clients in the wrestling world alone, ranging from Cal Sanderson and Jordan Burroughs to the Nittany Line Wrestling Club and Helen Maroulis, we've been busy over the past decade proving why we're the best and earning trust all throughout the U.S., And we're not limited to wrestling by any means. We help businesses of all shapes and sizes from barbecue and butcher shops in Arizona like Snowflake Smokehouse to the largest Chevy dealership in the world right here in Rochester, New York, Bob Johnson, and everyone in between. Whether it's building a new custom website or implementing new digital strategies to streamline your business, Bash Solutions is trusted by businesses and brands across the country for a reason. You can learn more about Bash Solutions by visiting bashsolutions.com or head over to Facebook or Instagram Search Bash Solutions to see what we're up to. Welcome back to episode 95 of the Bash Mania podcast. Today we have more coffee talk with Chenzo and Austin Gomez is joining the show. It was announced yesterday that the U.S. is sending 33 of our top athletes. I'm talking Kyle Snyder, Kyle Dake, David Taylor, Thomas Gilman, Helen Maroulis, you name it. We're sending a ton of athletes over to France. So we're going to talk about some of the storylines, some of the things we're excited for next week. Also diving in with Austin Gomez on why he decided to retire and what went into that decision. If you haven't subscribed to the podcast, this is nothing new. This is what we do every week. Be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you want the video version, head over to rockfin.com slash bashamania. It's Bashamania! Let me tell you something, brother. He gave us everything he had in him tonight. What you gonna do when Bashamania runs wild? Oh, it's gonna be a good one. And business just picked up here on the podcast oh yeah we're back you just where'd you come from a m2 kids practice m2 practice yeah how was nlwc practice today good um wrestled a bell a little bit i was always how'd that go Uh, i mean we did a match like it only took me like 45 seconds but no, we just, mean it took you 45 <laughs> seconds. No, we just, no, we, listen, me and him are both just coming back for some, from some stuff. So, yeah. Just a nice little light roll. I can't wait to see that both of good. them, Matt. I yeah. cannot wait. Well, we're going to talk about that. We kind of got a lot to talk about because the first topic kind of happened to go into the second. I went on a marketing tangent yesterday because I started, fun. I started hearing from everybody. So and so is going to France. So and so is going to France. I'm like, are you going to France? No, but so and so and so and so are going to France. And then Yanni came out and said he was going. And Chikara Winchester came out and said she was going. So I, as a, I tweeted out as a marketing guy and a fan, I get so frustrated because as a fan and from a marketing perspective, it's so easy 
to just like get a tweet that says like, hey, guys, I'm competing next week. And that kind of sparked like next thing you know, USA Wrestling announces 33 people are going. And like the names that are going, it's like we're sending a squad. Gilman, Soriano, Yanni, Dake, Taylor, Snyder. Like we're sending a squad. And I got thinking like it's so frustrating because for me on the outside and I was texting like I'm curious for your perspective and you're not like even the prime guy that I think is does this to a fault. The ones that like get me going are the guys who are like buy my apparel, buy my apparel, buy my technique, buy my technique. Yo, I'm open for camps. I'm open for clinics. Like you want to take money. So the guys that are promoting themselves. But Correct. Guys who are like selling, right? Mm-hmm. But then they're not, they want to take, but they're not giving in some capacity. A lot of the top guys do both give and take. But for so, me. So what you're saying is you, you want to see people like announce when they're competing, just so you as a fan can follow along. Is that? I think it's two things. I think as a fan, yes, 100%. Like if I know you were wrestling next week, I want every day to be excited about. It's no different than like NFL schedules, UFC fights. Like we talk about it, like the hype in, in the promotion. So I think as a fan, I like, yeah, I want that. I also think for a lot of athletes, it's a missed opportunity. Like it's such an easy way to get your fan base, like riled up and excited to watch you compete. Like as soon as you say, you know, I'm competing and like with you, like you don't sell a lot. So if you don't come out and say, if you don't no. come out and say I'm wrestling, I don't think that's that big of a deal. I think it's a missed opportunity. Like I think you could, but same goes on both sides. See, for, for me though, like my, my, my focus is on my competition. It's it's not telling my followers or whoever that I'm wrestling yep. soon. Like I'm like me specifically, I'm not the type of guy that's like, hey, look at me, I'm doing this. Um no. And whenever you put out on social media, like, hey, like I am doing this, all that's doing is just adding pressure to yourself. Just, I mean, some people like that. Yeah, I, I, you know, I don't. I, I think one of the areas like to defend wrestlers a little bit, like I mentioned NFL and UFC. NFL players and UFC fighters don't have to promote themselves. No, they don't. Wrestling's more interesting. It's like, okay, Flo's not streaming this event. They're not going to talk too much about it. They've got a big card this weekend. Burroughs, Taylor, um, Tamara, Adeline, and some other great matches. Like, that's what they're focused on, their business. Track's hey, not... Hot take. I'm, I'm, picking, uh, I'm picking David Taylor to win that match. I'm picking might, Burroughs. Might be a surprise. And I thought you would do that. And uh, You know, I could... But, like... For, for that match, either either guy wins, and I'm like, yep, that makes sense. Like, if David wins, I'm like, yep, of course he won. I should have picked him, like, 100%. Like, I don't know if it's – I don't know. I, but, yes, I could see David winning. Did you see my tweet, by the way, about David, what he could do? No, I didn't. So, I just tweeted, like, an hour ago. And we'll, we'll talk about the whole thing in a minute. But both David Taylor and Zahid Valencia – are going to France. Right. So what I had tweeted is there's a possibility that David Taylor could beat both Jordan Burroughs and Zahid Valencia within a week. He could also potentially lose. 
I'm sure. I'm sure he, so, I'm sure he could. Yeah. So like what I tweeted was like, which one would surprise you more? And I know which one you're going to say, and I know it's what I'm going to say, but like the, th- yeah, I mean, I don't that know. That says like, a lot if he beats Burroughs and Zahid, neither of which would surprise me. Like 86 no, is not, David's weight. Not even a little bit. And he's a reigning world champion. Yeah. Zahid is, is a great wrestler, but he hasn't proved sure himself is. at that level yet. He, I mean, he won that tournament in Italy last year. He's had some. Matteo Pellicone, he won last year. Yeah. He's had some pretty decent success. I mean, yeah. I think he's wrestled in. I didn't know that he was going to be able to wrestle this soon, actually. Well, yeah, because he he got cleared up like a couple months ago. So that's why he was able okay. to wrestle Burroughs. Okay, I see. I didn't know how that worked. Yeah, so he he's good to go. Um, so yeah, David Taylor, he's got a big opportunity on his hand. Um, but yeah, so you know, I just got thinking like, I feel like it's such a missed opportunity. And again, for a guy like you, like you might once in a blue moon tweet out like. Hey, it's camp season. Like, hit me up. Like, that's right. it. Yeah. But you're not really pushing technique, pushing this, pushing that. I feel like it's a give and take. Like, if you're an athlete, and I also feel like athletes do get the raw deal within wrestling of it's not like you said, it it, it is. I think self-promotion and trash talking, that line gets blurred. And I don't think you have to like trash talk to promote yourself. I do that's, think yeah wrestlers kind of have to create a little bit more awareness more than the average athlete. Yeah. Like I feel like all Olympic sports are kind of like that, but I don't know. I, for me, I think it's more of as a fan, like I want to know. And as a marketing guy, like it's such an easy thing to do. And nobody really literally the, out of the, the guys going to France next year, the men's freestyle Vito Arugia, Gilman, Soriano, Joe Cologne, James Green, Yanni, Kyle Dake, David Taylor, Zahid Valencia, Kyle Snyder, Nick Wiz. The only person who said they were going was Yanni. And this is next Friday. Like it's yeah, next week. I didn't I didn't really find I mean, I had an idea about this tournament a little bit ago, but I didn't know that the US was actually taking guys until I think Saturday. Yeah. Like two days ago. So, and the women's squad, I mean, Sarah Hildebrandt's going, Jakara Winchester, yeah. Helen Marulis, Kayla Miracle. Uh, like, there's uh, t- tomorrow's going, like, there's a squad. Greco's going too. I, I, I know I don't. Opportunity to get matches in 100%. And yeah. I, Reese Humphrey commented on my Instagram saying he's heard like a lot of teams are bringing like their A team. Oh man, because there's not that many tournaments. I was no, looking at it, no. there's this. There's one in Ukraine at the end of February, and then there's the Matteo Pellicone again in Italy, like the first week of March. That's really it. So I, I'm not surprised. Like a couple people were surprised. Like it's not a ranking series. So seems like that's why some big names aren't going. But yeah, I'm. I hope it's streamed, and I hope it's a good stream. It's not on float. It's not on track. I don't know where it's going to be. Last year it was streamed on some like France media company. I mean, it's better than nothing. It's yeah, hundred percent. As long as it, as long as it time. works. And I'm a morning guy, so the schedule's like perfect for me because France is six hours ahead. Oh, so wrestling great. starts yeah. at like four thirty a.m. Perfect for you, not for like you know the vast majority <laughs> of people. Right, that's like myself. I get up at five a.m. So for me, like th- that's the perfect. But yeah, it's going to be a good tournament. We might. Some of the things that I noticed, Helen's back. Stoked awesome. that she's back. She hasn't been awesome. on, the, on the mat. I don't think since Pan Am's last year in March. Okay. 
Um, Snyder is back on the mat. Always great when Captain America is back out there. Snyder, man. So, hey, he uh, I've been watching him lately and he's uh, he's just elevating his game. He's just been popping guys with double legs and stuff. Cal said that about him. Yeah. When Cal was on here, he's an he's an he's an athlete, which is now down. Cal had said like Snyder's one of few people because this was right around when Snyder entered the internationals. I don't know if, I can't remember if we talked about this. And I'm like Snyder's one guy who like a lot of Olympic and world champs just wrestle to like maintain where they're at. He wrestles no, to get better yeah. every day. I've heard oh, yeah. like every day he's mm-hmm. he's focused on that. So it's going to be great to see him. I don't know what the international competition is going to look like. Uh, we might get Gilman Soriano potentially. That's... If you recall the last time they wrestled Carver oh, Hawkeye it Soriano big, it was a pretty big hand fight. <laughs> Soriano in a Penn State singlet, yeah. And Gilman in a Hawkeye singlet. It's interesting to think about. Now Gilman's gonna be the NLWC singlet. I don't know what singlet Soriano's gonna be, and I know he's training with the Sunkiss kids. He's like kind of going to Rutgers. He wore was wearing someone's singlet last year. Was that the Bill Farrell? Nation Garrett singlet. Yeah, then he wrestled Nation like wearing Nation singlet. Yeah. Like, it was kind of funny. He didn't have a singlet to wrestle Nation, so Nation goes here. Where one of mine? I I like Nick Seriano. He's I can't wait to see him back on the mat. He's such a man of mystery. Like I've tried to get him on here. People keep asking me to get him on here, and like I was showing you the other day. Like I texted him, and then we haven't texted since like the summer, and I don't think he really knew what his plan was, and. You didn't really want to talk too much. So I said, yeah, it's, all right, cool. It's not for everybody. So, yeah. That's- so I haven't really talked to, to him since, but I'd love to get him on here. I saw him in Arizona. I saw a picture of him full mullet. He just, he looks, looks good, like man. he looks down to weight. He's, it's going to be interesting. When does he not look down to weight though? Yeah, that's true. He's always shredded. Yeah. <laughs> he is always, always shredded. What do you, what is a prediction for a score? If Gilman is around wrestle next week. Oh, you're just putting me on the hot seat here. I mean, I'm going to go Gilman. Maybe he gets a couple takedowns, push out, 5-2. 5-2, okay. 5-3. I can see that. I think Gilman's like, after the loss to Gross, he's like, he wants to avenge a loss. He doesn't care who it's to. He just wants to avenge it. He he just wants to keep getting better, too. I mean, he's... I don't really think he's like that. Like, oh, he's like, I want to get this one back, or like, I need to beat yeah. this guy because he beat me. He just wants to keep getting better and improving. What do you think if Gilman wrestles Vito for the first time ever? A lot of people that's, excited for that one. That's an interesting matchup. Um, if you recall, Vito beat Suriano. Yeah. Um, At senior nationals, right? Right. Yeah. I'm yeah. gonna. I, I think Gilman beats him too. I think Gilman's too sound for him. He's just uh, positionally too good. And he's just a little too technical and he's just going to apply pressure the whole time. Yeah. I, if you can't tell, I'm pretty like, I like to pick my guys. I yeah, don't and, think they're going to lose very often. Okay. So here's a match for you to predict. David Taylor's the heat Valencia. David won 10, three, the last time they wrestled, which it was overseas. I think like 2016. So it was a while ago. What okay, do you think of that well, match? Probably same type of thing as last time. I think Zahid's great. I think Dave is really great. Um, yeah, I could see like a 10-3, 12-4 match. 
Yeah, so, I th- I and think that's that's again not disrespecting Saheed Valencia. He's yeah one of the greatest wrestlers we have in the U.S. right now. But well, and it's going to be interesting to see how the Olympic trials get seated and where those two meet because you you add. I was just looking at it and I was tweeting it mm-hmm. out because it's not so. Bo's in, and I forgot who I had when I looked at the last time. There was a couple different guys that were out, but like Gabe Dean is not qualified, Nate Jackson's not qualified, Mark Hall's not qualified, and Aaron I'm Brooks not, not I, qualified. I'm not qualified at 74 either. I know so, there, there's yeah. like a there's like I was tweeting about a couple weights, and people were like, I need more of this. Like I'm like, you guys don't realize how many people are not qualified. Like Aaron. Like, I feel like a lot of Penn State guys especially got screwed last year with no NCAAs because it's like, if you look at, like, Mark Hall could have won NCAAs qualified that way. Now he doesn't have NCAAs to qualify. Aaron Brooks does, but it's like... Hey, I'm in the same exact position as Mark Hall. Like, I understand. Yeah. It's it's annoying, but there's going to there's gonna be something where we'll have an opportunity to qualify. Yeah, it's going to be the last chance, most likely. Yeah, like so, we'll have an opportunity to do that. Out of Gabe Dean, Nate Jackson, Mark Hall, let's just uh, let's we know you're gonna say Mark Hall. Two out of the three that are gonna qualify. Who's the other one? Gabe Dean or Nate Jackson? I feel like that's a tough call. And they wrestled at Senior Nationals, also. Yeah, I don't remember the outcome. It was a one-one match. I think Gabe won, right? One of them. Whoever won, I think it was one-one criteria. I so. think Gabe won senior national, so he had to have won because that's yeah. right. He retired and came back, and he won that. So between those two guys, man, I have I have no idea. Like, and they're both wrestling really well right now too. Both wrestling a lot. Yeah, and I don't want to spoil a match. I won't say it because they haven't announced it. But there's an 86 kilo match that's going to be really good at the end of the month. That may or yeah. may not involve some of these competitors. We'll yeah, leave... I'm excited. I'm excited for that one too. Yeah, I, I don't want to give it away, but let me ask you this: because you're you're not qualified at 74, were you? Did you feel kind of like ripped off, like you got screwed because NCAA is like that was your way to qualify, like that's what you were thinking about last year, or were you not thinking about Olympic trials leading yeah. up to NCAA's? Yes, I, 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 I mean, I don't want to say I got like ripped off or screwed or anything like that because you know it's like. You, it's not like I like had the right to wrestle on that. I guess I don't. I don't know. I mean, it's not like I was like entitled to that. Um, I would have really enjoyed wrestling at nationals, whether that means yeah. I got to qualify for the trials or anything like that. Just another opportunity to wrestle at you know the national tournaments. Great. Um, but last year, that's kind of what my plan was. Yeah. Yeah. And by the way, to, to kind of interject something here, we forgot again to ask for questions from people on Twitter, but right, somebody did naturally just ask a question. Okay. And they said, and I'll leave this question for you. Since this tournament has a 4.30 a.m. start time Saturday, next weekend, mm-hmm. what coffee would you recommend? What coffee would Kevin I recommend? wants to know. Kevin. All right, Kev. Um you want something you want something strong man i mean and if you're a coffee drinker you're aware that you know the darker the roast actually the less caffeine for the most part typically but dude i don't know like you just 
Just pop on what you like. 4.30 in the morning. I'm not drinking coffee. I'm probably sleeping still. Espresso and super creamer for me. Yeah, like probably 4.30. It's definitely an espresso time. Zach just tweeted he thinks David beats Burroughs, loses to Zahid. Hot, hot take. Um, I mean, I can make sense of it kind of just size-wise, but... We just watched Burroughs and Zahid wrestle. Yeah. Let me ask yeah. you this. Oh. Go ahead. No, I was just going to change topics. I'm so ADD right now. That's cool. Another rematch we might get next week is Yanni James Green. You think it goes Yanni's way again? Yeah. Um, I think that how their matches went at the RTC Cup is probably how they will go most of the time yanni's really good at finding a way to get uh to get it done and you know james green gives him a few opportunities you know to score to kind of exploit weaknesses and get into scramble positions that yanni's good at and he's going to take advantage of that and by the way i love wrestling fans because i've been in this exact shoe as like my journey to where i am in my fandom now where you have absolutely no clue how anything works. So there's people on Facebook that are pissed. Like they're absolutely pissed that Zane's not going and James Green's going. And they're like, Zane's got more seniority and he'd be preferred over James Green. I don't understand. Guys, this isn't just like USA wrestling selecting hand picking who goes. I mean, there's conversations and athletes decide what's best for them, but it's right. funny. People are getting pissed. Like James Green over Zane. That's who you send. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm sure if Zane wanted to go and felt that it was the right time for him that he, you know, would have been would have had the opportunity to do so. So you never really know. Zane might have turned it down for whatever reason. Yeah. No, I have no idea. There's so many misconceptions that fans have. As a wrestler, what is one that you would say you've seen the most that like you're baffled at, or it's like maybe you haven't said anything, but you know, like you guys have no clue how wrong you are. Um, I think no, nobody really, really, really understands uh, the whole weight cut and compete after thing, and it's it's not something you'll understand unless you do it. Give me a for instance. There, like, no, there, there really isn't a, any for instance. It's just like cut your weight. You know, you get in your you get in your peak, you know, physical condition pretty much, and then you strip your body of you know water, whatever, yep. just to make yourself as small as you can. And then hour later, you know, college match, you got to wrestle again. Um, I don't really think that people and like fans. Yep. For the most part, also, especially people that play other sports, things like that, just like su- super surface level, don't really understand how tiring the sport is. <laughs> you're 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 doing physical combat with another person, trying to physically dominate another person. You're like the same size as you for, you know, a duration of time. I've heard that it's <laughs> like time slows down in your head, because one of yeah. the things that I always wonder is how like somebody like you can process stuff in real time where like your matches with Imar it, it you can tell almost like now as I watch like like after talking to people I can kind of start to see where I think people are like thinking during a match right. and that's bizarre to me because like I wrestled and I was no good but like I didn't like think think in a match like 
there was I, like I do. yeah i'll i'll like that's uh, wild to me yeah you i like i think a lot i'm that's just kind of how i am just an active thinker really <laughs> so like you're at in I, a try, at least I try to you're be. thinking like for 10 15 20 seconds of a thought like are you commentating the match in your head um no but like i'll be like i'll try to do something for you know a duration of time and then like i i'll set things up over you know minutes over an entire match like people do that and you I mean you don't really think like fully like okay like i'm doing this this person's doing this it's like get your foot back like stuff like that i don't know it's, it's wild because i can see like the adjustments that are made yeah. and i'm like okay that's clearly a thought they made an adjustment or like every time i snap here he steps back like maybe i'll snap and then i take a different step or i'll go i change directions or something like that let me ask kinda... you this because i've always wondered this this is turning to like the penn state wrestling fan hour cool what's the biggest thing the most important thing or what's what sticks out that you were told in between periods and I guess in freestyle, there's more like talking than in between folk style periods, but like what was something said to you in between periods that like stuck out to you? Um, it's, it's never really anything super complicated. It's always something simple. Like, Hey man, like keep, keep that right hand down when you're in the open. Um, you Has know, stuff like, been said to you like really you think changes the outcome of the match? Um, just like little reminders like that. Like, yeah, like I'll, sometimes I'll get too high in my wrestling stance. My coaches will have to remind me to lower my level because I'll just <laughs> I'll get like, you know, I get too comfortable when I start standing straight up too much. So like for me, it's just small things like that. It's that makes sense because you always wonder, like you you hear like you can kind of hear some of the things that coaches are saying. And I'm yeah. like, is he really processing that right now? Or is that just like in one ear out the other? Like you're catching your breath right now. Yeah, no, you you definitely listen and process. And um, whenever you're younger, you can really, you know, because if the matches are just slower, you know, yeah. slower speed. Even a high school kid, middle school, they can, you know, do things as you're saying them you know, actual techniques, actual moves. I think that's pretty fascinating. Yeah, that makes sense. So back to this, this Grand Prix in France there for me, like I had just wrote that article on Rockfin a couple of days ago, but like how I think this is going to be the greatest year in wrestling. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I firmly believe that, like, I know every wrestler kind of feels different based on like what you guys have endured. Like, I know if you ask Yanni, he might not agree because Ivy League can't wrestle. You know, everybody's going to have a different perspective, right. but like from the marketing potentials and like the fact that we're getting Olympics and Worlds this year is wild. I don't, I'm pretty sure it's never happened before. Like uh, not what? full world, like all 10 weights right after the Olympics, like not just the non Olympic weights, like a full yeah. 10 weight Worlds is happening this year. That's wild. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, Olympics are cool here. Where do you rank world championship, Olympic championship, NCAA championship? Olympic championship, world championship, NCAA championship. Really? I've had this conversation before because I'm convinced it's Olympic NCAA world for a lot of wrestlers. I'm going to, I don't think so. I mean, 
There's a lot more guys from the U.S. that win nationals than win worlds. Oh, without a doubt. But there's the other perspective to it is there's when you win an NCAA championship, you're in front of 20,000 people. When you win a world championship, you're potentially in Turkey in front of like a thousand. So there's that like NCAA (laughs) wrestling is like the pinnacle of wrestling for many. For media in the U.S., yeah, NCAA wrestling is probably pinnacle, but not for like skill, not for wrestling. Oh, without a doubt, yeah. So you've checked the one box. Now the next two. We'll get there. I, Dude, you know, no, nobody's like ready for you to get back on the map. By the way, I guess we'll ask like every episode now until you come back. We'll let you are know. We, are you we know. any closer to a match? I'll let you know. <laughs> Do you have, you don't have to tell me, especially on here, but do you have a plan or is it because of COVID you're, you're so like waiting, like aside from this grand prix, like you obviously decided, okay, I'm not going out here. I'm not hundred percent ready yet for this. I'm not even know. I I didn't even know if I had an opportunity to go to that. Um, You didn't talk to Gilman over coffee about it. Did not. I mean, I wouldn't have minded. Wow. Yeah. Gilman's keeping stuff to himself now. We're gonna have to get him back on here and say what the heck. Yeah, I know. But how often do you guys talk to each other about what you're doing? You know, like Taylor, Gilman, Snyder are all going to NLWC. Do you guys like talk to each other? Like, hey, I'm gonna go here. Like, about what your potential plans are. Yeah, um, I was talking to David last week, and he was telling me about uh, the Grand Prix. Kyle said something a little bit ago about it, so. I mean, yeah, we talk to each other and coordinate stuff. I don't know. <laughs> it's just interesting because it, it's always funny. You see, like, maybe three, four guys go and then a lot don't or vice versa. It's always interesting to see, like, when there's clusters and when there's not. Like, sometimes I know you'll have, like, the outlier of somebody who just wants to go compete and they go. I just didn't know how on the senior level how much you guys are, you know, like, Cornell, Spartan, whatever you want to call it, Vito, Yanni, Dake all going. Um, Taylor Snyder Gilman going to this one. I'm always curious if you guys are thinking about like, I'm sure our coaches kind of like pull guys together and you know, they're like, hey, like we should, you guys should go to this event or something like that. I, I don't know. <laughs> Speaking of coaches, I saw not only Varner, but Mark McKnight is going to France. Is he really? <laughs> He's going to France. The Let's men's go. freestyle coaches are Bill Zaddick's going, and then it's Varner, McKnight, and Mike Gray. That's pretty elite right there. Yeah, that's a good that's a good corner. Yeah, I think so, too. We just got to get Mark, Eric Thompson. Mark McKnight, yeah. Well, we need someone to run the club. That's true. Yeah. yeah if, if Mark's gone and Eric's gone, can't just be me here. David's gone. Yeah, you're going to be you're going to be that's holding tough. down the fort. Yeah. How do you like coaching the kids over there? They're great. They're hammers. Do you feel like you want to coach even more when you're coaching kids like that? You kind of cut off there. Yeah. I was saying, do you, when you're coaching kids like that, does it further your drive to want to be a coach? Oh yeah. Um, Especially, you know, whenever the kids like, are enthused and are enjoying practice and are picking up the stuff that you're teaching, then yeah, it's, it's pretty enjoyable. Like it's pretty rewarding. 
I've heard that that so many wrestlers, once they start coaching a little bit, they get to drive like more and more. I can't remember who was, I can't remember if it was Dave. Someone was just saying like, no, I don't think it was Dave. Somebody was telling me like the switch, like flipped, like when they, like, as soon as they start actually coaching kids and stuff, because everybody does like camps and clinics throughout college. Yeah. It's way different. Why? Uh, You just, you develop more of a connection. You care more. Because, like, you take a little more pride in it, too. Because you're seeing them time and time again. Yeah, and it's more of a reflect. It kind of reflects your coaching a little bit, too. So That makes sense. Well, this tournament's... Oh. Yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead. But what? No, I was going to change... I was going to change topics real quick. To what? Uh, We didn't get to mob and media. The the events? Yeah. The mob and media. Let me pull them up. I know we were texting about them. Jakara Winchester, as we predicted, just an absolute hammer. Yeah, I guess that girl's like a U23 champion or something. She's some kind of champ. Like, she, she's a stud. And Jakara teched her in like a minute. Yeah, she didn't look like she was, uh, I mean, putting a ton of effort in. I'm sure she was putting a ton of effort in. But, like, it looked easy. For Fans her, don't realize how tiring the sport is. <laughs> she, you, you know what I'm saying, though. Like, yeah. she just kind of went out there, did her thing. Looks super easy. It just comes natural to her. How about uh? How about Marsteller? I, I was gonna say our boy Mike. We need Mock to get we need on. to get Mock back on here. <laughs> he comes on ten o man. Says Tommy's gonna ten o him, and then Chance just that's Chance Marsteller though. I wanted to, just, I wanted to say like, have you never seen Chance Marsteller wrestle? He doesn't get ten o'd. Did you wrestle him at the Feral? No, we wrestled in college at the Scuffle. Who, year. who? I know you beat Makai. Who else did you wrestle at, at the Feral aside from Nolf? Um, that was really it. I had two other, I had like two foreign guys, and then I wrestled those two. Then I was done. Yeah, Chance is just to say anybody's going to beat him 10 0 is always like, I mean, That's I get it, it's your boy, but Chance bold. is just like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. What'd you think about like, Rivera's match? I think he looked good. I mean, that's kind of what I expected too. He just he just kind of keeps his foot on the gas pedal. He's a goer. I like I like watching him wrestle. I actually so I don't even know the kid. I was gonna tell the story before last time. Totally forgot when we were talking about him. Only interaction I've ever had with um, Sebastian Rivera was I mean I like watching him wrestle too. He's a competitor. Yeah. Um, it was Big Tens last year. And I get the scales like at the venue must have been a little heavier than our scale at the hotel because in the morning I checked my way at the hotel and I was like, oh, nice. Like I'm on weight. So went back to bed for like an hour because usually if I'm, you know, overweight now in the morning, I'll just go in, get my warm up and work out yep. and then get my weight off. So I get to the venue and we have weigh-ins in like 20 minutes and I check my weight and I'm like, you know, like four tenths over. And I was like, oh my gosh. So. I'm kind of a spaz, right? So I just go panic mode. I just grab, <laughs> I just grab, I throw all my sweats on and grab Gardner and just start beating the crap out of him. <laughs> just because, like, I just start going really hard because it's the morning. I need to get my sweat going, and I'm like, you know, just kind of like I'm bigger than him. I'm just kind of throwing him around, just like, you know, moving around a ton. And we end up in a corner, and I'm just kind of like shoving him. And Rivera's sitting there just watching, just cracking up. It's like <laughs> me being all pissed off, like just taking it out on, on Luke. Yeah. 
<laughs> Rivera is such like a he's the guy like you want to hang around. Like he's just a funny ball breaker. Like he called me out because he came on this podcast, but just before he did, I think gross was on. Um, Roman was on. And I think somebody else. And I had said like on the bash Mania Instagram, like I think it was like all, it was basically like, I don't know, a picture of like maybe eight guys. And it was like, out of these eight, I think we're going to get five Big Ten champs. Something like that. Yeah. And, like, he wasn't on the podcast, so part of it was just like, hey, like, the guests that have been on, like, they could all win Big Tens. Like, this is... So, True. he... Yeah. So, right, so he walks by me at Big Tens. I'm standing, like, right next to the mat. All he says initially was, sorry to ruin your plans. <laughs> Or something like that. That's funny. So, and I didn't fully hear him. So I texted him, like, what are you talking about? He's like, and he sends me the picture. He sends me the screenshot. So I started cracking up and I'm like, oh, dude, I'm like, yeah, you got me. I'm like, I I thought Roman or Gross out of the two of them, one of them would have potentially won. But I was laughing. Like, I love that he gave it right back. Like, I love that he was laughing. He's, yeah, he seems like a cool dude. I don't know. Like I said, I don't really know the guy, but. No, I thought he looked good, though. Yeah, he looked good. Um, I'm trying to think. Somebody else looked good, and I can't remember who it was. Look at the matches. I know that uh, Sammy Alvarez did not wrestle. Yeah, that match got canceled, I think. Um, Interesting. Car looked good. Chance looked good. Seabass looked good. That's kind of when I turned it on. I turned it on, like, halfway through. I, I watched like some of the early ones, nothing like nothing caught my eye. A ton. I didn't really know the people, so it's like yeah, it's it's not like watching like the NOWC undercard where like I know all those guys. So, yeah, like, I'm gonna be into it. It's just it's a little different. Have you heard, or do you know if an NOWC event is coming up again, or do you think Cal just kind of wants to chill? I haven't talked to him about it. I don't know. I truthfully don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if because Penn State wrestling is back. And like we talked about it, I think last week, like without the college kids adding to the card, you're going to start. Yeah. But we are, I think, I want to say, I can't remember what day Penn State competes next week, but we're going to get now both the the Grand Prix of France Mm. and Penn State wrestling all in one weekend. Penn State Wrestling is back. I want to say it's January 16th, Rutgers, same day as the men's freestyle. So men's freestyle starts at 4.30. You watch Wait, it all day. See, are we going to see Nick Lee and Rivera wrestle first match of the season? Is Rivera down at 41 or is he up at 49? I think he's going 41. That would be interesting. That would be a great I'm, way. Why aren't people talking about that? That's a good opener. Why, yeah, that that's going to be nice. Awesome. It doesn't make sense. Do people know something we don't? I don't know. Maybe. I want to see if I can Google the lineup real quick because that doesn't make sense. Rutgers wrestling lineup. Yeah. It, it that's a huge. Like, no, it doesn't huge... make sense why people aren't talking about it. I'm saying like that's. Well, we still got a week and a half. So, man. So that's probably why. I'm looking on the roster. He's listed as 141. That's what I was thinking. So 
Yeah, so we could get Rivera. That tweet's going out in a minute. <laughs> Rivera Lee, what do you think the score is going to be? Score. I was just talking about how Rivera is a goer and keeps his foot on the gas pedal, but I'm going to say. Seven but if you three. want to talk, but but foot seven on the three, pedal, but, but seven three Nick Lee. <laughs> <laughs> like if you want to talk foot on the pedal, like Nick Lee can put his foot on the pedal. That's the only thing he knows. By the way, it's so funny how like gas. it's so funny how college oriented I am with people because like I've come to like Pletcher now that him and Nick oh, aren't yeah. competing. And like Pletcher's got this woodworking company. By the way, shout mm-hmm. out that Pletcher Woodworking. I don't know what the Instagram handle is, but go follow it. He just launched it. So he's making me Pletcher underscore products. He's making me some Bashmania coffee coasters. Yeah, that's sweet. He has <laughs> yeah. he hasn't even told me about that. Yeah, he so he was he put up some coffee coasters. I'm like, dude, these are sick. Like, yeah, I want some Bashmania ones. But yeah, we could get Rivera Nick Lee next week. That's exciting. Think we could get him on the podcast beforehand at the same time. Both then, of them? Yeah, at the same time. And then they'll have them wrestle each other. I'm in. <laughs> I'm in. Yeah, they, they probably won't be, but I'm in also. Yeah. Well, listen, you'll you'll see Nick tomorrow at practice. I'll see, I'll see Nick whenever we're done recording this. Well, there you go. Yeah. I think Nick is off Instagram, which I was just like he, starting to I'm like. I'm pretty sure he's off social media right now. Yeah. Is that a college season thing? Did you ever think about deleting your Instagram for the college season? That, which kudos to him. I, I delete that. I would delete the app all the time. I would delete my Twitter really? all the time. Yeah. Especially Twitter. Twitter's worse. Oh, yeah, I'm excited for that now. Rivera, Nick Lee. Oh, next what's, week. What's, your, what's your score prediction? Asking me all the time. I don't like want to copy you, but like that 7 3 is sticking. Like, yeah, I, 7 3, 7 4. Yeah. See Nick with a few takedowns. I think he'll like get taken down once or twice, too. Yeah. I would even say like 9 5, maybe. Cause Nick, when yeah. when Nick turns it on, he's ready to go. Like he doesn't. Oh, oh yeah. Like he's on. He's on. Yeah. Like his match. Who did he wrestle that last in the WC card? Like he just. Uh, he wrestled Tariq Wilson on the last card. That's I, right. I think he. Um, I think he wrestled an okay match. I think he. There's some things that he had to correct after that, and he has been doing so. But. Uh, st- Right after the match, he texted me. He's like, "Man, I suck." And I was like, "No, nah, dude." It's like you don't suck. Like you, you wrestle. He fine. still put up fourteen points. Like yeah, I think the did. final score is fourteen ten. Like that's still, and that's a Tariq Wilson who made changes. That is a Tariq like Wilson we talked made. about oh, it beforehand. We, we forgot. <laughs> we forgot. That was a different Tariq Wilson. Yeah, we got to give him credit for that. Con- confirmed. He still didn't win the match, which I'm sure, you know. He wasn't super happy about that, but he looked a lot better. So you don't have to, you never have to tell me anything that anybody at Penn State could get mad for. But do you know what the lineup is going to be? Um, I'm not sure. I bet they're not even 100% sure right now. This year is like the wild, wild west, which just like, yeah, it kind of is. Um, I think Roman will be at 33 and Nick Lee will be at 41. That'll be fun to watch. <laughs> I think they're going to have probably Brady at 57, Joe Lee 65, 
I'm excited Carter. for Joe Lee. So am I. I'm, I'm really excited, excited for Joe Lee. Joe Lee's itching. He's ready yeah. to go. Uh, he's been he's been ready to go for three years. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Carter. I'm always excited to watch Carter. I I can't wait. In fact, the Penn State wrestling is Carter. Back. Carter was so back back to Marsteller. Him and Carter wrestled pretty pretty good match. Carter ended up getting a couple points at the end there, but like he also I guess doesn't under didn't understand that chances. You know, he's been around the block a few times. He's a pretty good wrestler. And I was talking to him after. I was like, dude, I'm like, you're not going to blow that guy out. Like, just you're not just going to come in and just, like, beat him up. Like, like he's, you know, he's, he's been good. Doing this. He's been doing this for a while. He's not just going to give up points. He's yeah. not just going to let you come in and just, like, beat up his head and stuff, too. And he was like, yeah, all right. <laughs> what was like, the final score of that match? I can't remember. You remember? It was, like. Might have been like four zero or six to two or four to two or something like that. I don't, I don't really remember a ton, but it wasn't like he beat him by, a, like maybe a couple takedowns. Yeah, I I don't I think that was back in like November. That was that was pre Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah. That, was, that was the November card. That was a while ago, huh? Yeah, that's Relative, when Nick Lee relatively a while ago. Nick Lee in the Battle of the Indiana Boys. Oh, yeah. yeah, that was fun. He beat uh, Brandon Wright. But yeah, I'm, I'm excited for all these duels. I'm excited for this year. I'm excited for this event. For those that have been tweeting me and are listening to this, all I know is it's because I keep getting questions. It's a 4.30 a.m. start time, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Men's Greco Friday, men's freestyle Saturday, women's freestyle Sunday. Two kilo allowance. I don't know where the stream is going to be, no matter how many people ask me. I'll tweet it as soon as I find out. Um. It's going to be a good event. Penn oh, State yeah. Rutgers is back. Austin Gomez was slated to come on today. We had some scheduling. He may or may, may not at some point come on. We both want to talk about his retirement, but we'll see. Weird I'd like scheduling. Get, I'd, I'd like to get into his wrestling too a little bit. I I yeah I want to I want to hear that. Um, there's also a couple other guests we got in the works. I'm excited for some of these guests. Yeah, we got some good ones lined up. Especially as all these events start happening, we can get some winners on. I think people are going to really love to hear not just like the standard post-match interviews, but really get to know some of these stories a little bit better. Yeah, like, you know, super important stuff, like what did you eat before you match? That is a very important question. That's what I'm interested in. Did you really eat meatball subs before you wrestled? Every single time. What did you really eat before you wrestled? Uh, depending on my cut, depending on if it was like just like a college match. I don't know. I'd eat like an RX bar and an apple. I hate yeah. RX bars. I always feel like, like bloaty. Yeah, I would drink like six pounds of water too. Like that's like limiting myself. That's a little bloaty. Did you watch any college wrestling this weekend? I watched very little. There wasn't I watched, too much. I watched a little bit too. I know that I know that Pitt won. They yeah. beat Navy. Um, which, you know, I, I follow Pitt too, cause I'm from there. I know a yeah. lot of guys on the team. Um, yeah, no, no, not a ton. I'm more of a big 10 guy. I saw you were, uh, Christmas Eve. I saw you training there, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah I, uh, I saw, um, went and rolled around with, uh, Heath Gavin for a little bit. How'd that go? 
Yeah, he's he's great. Where were you guys wrestling? I saw it was like a concrete wall. Yeah, so um, Sonny Abe, my you know coach growing up, my club coach, high school coach, uh, he has a little underground uh, club right now. That he's, That's pretty sick. Yeah, he's in the basement of some building that they're working out of. So me and him went there, worked out a little bit. That was, was cool. like the first time, by the way, that you posted twice on Instagram. And mm-hmm. I think as long as I've known you. Yeah. Like we got two Chenzo Instagram posts in one week. Yeah. There was the love what you like, do one. And then there was a Christmas Eve one within four days. Yeah. That was like, I'm like, holy I don't crap, get, what's I don't happening? Get, so like, I don't get content a lot. I don't like, you know. We have, Dude, it's we have, tough. I get a lot of clients that want to pay us because it's hard to be like, stop. Can you take a picture of me real quick? Like, it's not easy. Yeah, no. Like, so we have people that come in and like shoot, right? Yeah. But like, they're not shooting me. <laughs> they're shooting. They're shooting David. They're shooting Bo. Shooting. Are you Kyle. shooting? Like, are you talking about like John? Or are you talking like Penn State? Mo- mo- like, yeah, multiple people. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, I don't know. I think Chenzo content is what everybody's longing for yeah your 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 pre-match coffees that that's a big one i remember the yeah that's very important actually since since no pre-workout i actually my wife bought a new pre-workout that i tried yesterday what is it i don't know it's like bumped out or something i ask as if i'm gonna know what it is she had one that she got that's safe to drink when you're trying to get pregnant and I drank it one day and loved it. Did you get pregnant? No, I did not. Uh. <laughs> no, she did not. So <laughs> there was a guy's version. So she ordered that. I had it yesterday afternoon to try it. I had it like two or three. I was wired, work till midnight, and I go to sleep at like nine or ten. And then I had uh. nightmares and dreams <laughs> all night long. <laughs> it was the all worst. Right. All right. So maybe, <laughs> maybe not again. No, but I did on Saturday after the last time we recorded. Nothing but espresso Saturday. There you go. So I'm I'm weaning off the pre-workout. Let's get off the pre-workout and go straight to, you know, coffee products. <laughs> and we're back. We started this last night. Kind of. <laughs> yeah, we started last night. We're back. I got a haircut. We got Austin Gomez. And in the meantime, in between last night and this morning, oh, and the champ, that's another good shirt. He's he's coming that's on really soon nice. to tell that story of that uh the lost Uber phone. Nice. Since we started recording this episode, we were talking about Mark Hall and Nate Jackson. It is now official. Like they announced it publicly. Um, I think Mark Hall is going to come out and just, I've got high expectations of that match for Mark Hall. Yeah. I mean, so do I, that's my guy. Yeah. I think he's going to do awesome. We should definitely Austin Gomez. What do you think? Uh, I, I, I'm taking Marky man, but it's, it's going to be a good match. Even though Nate Jackson's an Illinois boy. Yeah, he's from Illinois, but he's a tough guy. But I think oh, yeah. Mark's gonna Mark's gonna take it. I think so too. Think so, too. so Austin, you you've got a lot going on. You announced last week you're retiring, and as soon as I saw it, like that doesn't happen within like a college career. And it's funny because during the Flow and Rockfin trial, it got brought up in the trial. What happens when? Because they're talking about rankings and. It somehow got brought up that like any good wrestler is guaranteed to go to college, compete all through college. And it's funny because they started talking about cases where that didn't happen. And now this is like kind of one of those cases where you're a solid, solid wrestler, great career. And now you're calling it a career midway through college. Talk to us first about what went into that decision and what kind of went on. 
Yeah, so obviously I, uh, you know, I just got hit in the head too many times, I guess, in college and got too many concussions. And um, the decision was, you know, if, if I let this cycle just keep repeating itself, um, you know, I don't know what my future, my future health would look like. So first and foremost, I was looking out for my future self and what my health, my health. And I want to be like, I, I learned that wrestling, there's so much more life than just wrestling. So that's what was most important to me, that wrestling isn't the end all be all. So I wanted to take care of my health and take care of myself. And that's what it came down to. Is that something you were thinking of? Like, I know you've had concussions a couple of times. Is this something you've thought about before? Like, if this happens again, I might just call it a career? Yeah, so last season, I missed the whole season because of a concussion. I was out the entire year. So um, I told myself and my parents that if I got one more, I was going to call it, be done and hang it up. And But it happened a lot sooner than I thought it was going to. So it, it sucks, but, you know, I think I made the right decision. And, um, you know, whenever we heard the news, it's just the whole wrestling community really felt for you. You know, it's just one of those situations that's pretty unfortunate. But, you know, you're still, you know, doing things within the wrestling community. And one thing that, um, you know, Bo Nickel put it on Instagram yesterday, and it's just something we've been talking about. Just as you get older, you kind of realize that a major part of wrestling is just kind of influencing the youth, right? And just like, doing things like that, that can help other people, you know, achieve their goals and become, you know, um, become great people like that. So um, I I heard you're still, you know, working within the wrestling community like that. So I don't know if you want to talk about that a little bit. Yeah. So um, I'm still, I'm back home in Chicago right now, but uh, still going to be sticking around the Iowa State wrestling team the rest of the semester and rest of the season until I, I graduate this May. So once I'm done there, probably don't know what I'm going to do yet, but it's definitely going to be in the coaching world. You know, I love coaching. My dad has a wrestling club here in the Chicagoland area, and I've always helped him out since high school or even before that, just helping, you know, the little kids with their technique, anything they need help on. I love doing it, you know. Great. I love helping kids, you know, perfect this work on the sport that I love so much, and this sport's given me so much, so the least I can do is give back and, share some of my knowledge that I have. Awesome. Awesome. For sure. And like you said, you know, I mean, I wrestled and I was terrible, but the life <laughs> lessons and taught me like, <laughs> I was, hey, hey, hey guys, I wrestled too. <laughs> <laughs> like the life lessons it taught me, like that was everything. I think the success I've had in business was because of that. So I'm, I'm just like Chenzo. I'm glad to hear that. When you look back at your career, what are some of the moments that stick out the most to you? Uh, Definitely my three state titles that I won in high school. That was pretty uh, big for me. I was the third person to do it in my high school to ever win three. So, um, and then, you know, Fargo's obviously a big one. I won four Fargo titles, making cadet and junior world teams. Um, and then, yeah, just, you know, just, <laughs> I, didn't win, I didn't win any Fargo titles. That's, uh, just, that's... Uh, uh, just, you know, being able to compete at the division one level, like you said before, not every high school wrestler is going to be able to compete at a, at the division one level and, you know, just have success, whether it's injuries, can't make a lineup because of a team, how deep they are. So, you know, I'm just very fortunate that I was able to compete at the NCAA tournament my redshirt freshman year. So it was just a good experience. Um, 
completely random question being um at iowa state like one to ten how much did you hate iowa uh ten ten all right ten right. and is that gonna they're Will that maintain a 10? Yeah, I'm a Cyclone at heart, man. <laughs> nice. I, I I'm can gonna get be behind an, that. I'm an alumni. I'm going to be an alumni in May, so, you know, I'll, I'll forever be a Cyclone. And, you know, man, that Iowa and Iowa State duel, what they say when you're sitting down in Carver, it makes you hate them even more. And oh, I've been it's there. Tough. What, they, what do they yeah, say? I, I've been give, there. Us, give us an example. What do they say? Just they're cussing at you calling you uh, things that they shouldn't be calling Kyle Dresslers yelling at the coaches like chirping at like Kevin Dresser because they've obviously had a yeah. beef I don't know but and so, yelling at St. John and Metcalf because they're from Iowa all of them are, they went to Iowa so calling them I, traitors and stuff like that I'm sure you guys are the same way but like us like we love to talk shit so like we just dish it right back <laughs> Yeah, some some of us are pretty quiet, but uh, our heavyweight Gannon Gremmel, he'll mm-hmm. he'll definitely talk talk some shit to them. So it's nice. it's funny. Like Do you guys that. think Iowa's the most hostile wrestling place? I mean, yeah, it's really. I've only wrestled there in uh, Oklahoma State, but Iowa is definitely very hostile. Big hostile environment. Yeah, I mean, I would say that I've wrestled in probably probably those two places. The rack at <laughs> the rack at Rutgers was pretty wild too. Yeah, that yeah, when Dolph got there. injured. Yeah, yeah, that, that was, was a pretty hectic match. That was one of like the wildest duels. Like, I I wasn't there. I was at home watching it, and I'm like, ooh, this is like this is getting good, like popcorn good. <laughs> and and I never wrestled away at Rec Hall either. That's something you didn't get to do either, which kind of stinks, but. No, we're, before like COVID and everything happened, Dresser brought something up to me. He's like, yeah, we're getting a match because with Penn State mm-hmm. in uh, Rec Hall or whatever. And I was like, dude, and let's I, do it. Yeah. I figured that was going to happen at some point also, just like. Yeah. You know, because, you know, I was. And everything. Yeah. And Iowa State was, you know, getting back to where it used to be. And we we're becoming a pretty good mm-hmm. and tough program. And, you know, I was excited for that just because get to wrestle in Rec Hall. You know, not too many guys get to do that. But no, it's, it sucks it couldn't happen because of COVID and everything. But yeah, it happens. I should probably clarify, too, what I just said now that I think about it. Like, Nolf getting injured wasn't good. Like, that duel was, like, it was getting, like, very chirpy even before that. And after that, it was so intense. But I, I absolutely hate it. I was so mad when Nolf got injured. Like, it looked intentional. Nolf doesn't think it was. As a no, fan, it, I think it was. It, it wasn't. It wasn't. It was, it was just wrestling. I had to wrestle after that. What was that like? Yeah, it was wrestling. Was it like in baseball when a pitcher intentionally hits the batter and you go up there and like you're trying to? Well, no, you can't do that. You got to keep a clear head because like I was wrestling Richie Lewis. Richie's pretty good. So yeah. like, if I if I came out just like you know, bat out of hell, just swinging. That would have been bad for him. Was there a party that wanted to, though? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I would think Rutgers is maybe, like, up the top five. I was definitely – everybody who says that about Carver Hawkeye, like, going there, it's – I was actually watching last night Soriano and Gilman wrestling again there, anticipation of next week, and – Wait, didn't you – didn't you uh, throw um, DeSanto at Carver? Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was intense, man. It was like, it was, it was like eighteen 
14 or 1914. So it's either I need to attack him. I need to attack him or I need to pin him. And you're probably not going to attack the Santo, who is obviously a really good wrestler. And yeah, that place was loud. And then once I tossed him to his back, it it, it gets real quiet. It got real quiet really quick. It gets real quiet real quick in there. Yeah. Yeah. I love those. But yeah, that that was an intense duel, man. It was crazy. I didn't think like I was going to have the opportunity to throw him to his back. Once I had that opportunity, I was like, screw it. Just send it. I know. And like, that's something that you would do that I liked about your wrestling too. That kind of reminded me of myself a little bit, you know, we're both shorter stocky guys and just, yeah. you grip it and rip it, you know, if you got go it, for it, send it. You, yeah. If you, if you got it, you just do it. Yeah. Sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes it does not work. Sometimes <laughs> yeah. it does not work. You live by the sword and you live by the sword and you die by the sword. Yeah. But that's like, I say. That's just like that's with anything, you know. It's just like yeah. you stick to your values, and like, if you wrestle a certain way, that's the way you're gonna do it. And yeah, I always like to give fans something to be excited for, and like, oh, here comes Gomez, who's only gonna wrestle one or two point match. It's like, no, I don't want to do that. I don't want to be just, I guess, your normal college wrestler, college match. I want to go out there and put points on the board and be exciting. Heck yeah. Do you think there's any shot? Because I know most people say no, and, and I believe you, but I've seen it happen where people like retire and then they're healthy for a while and they start itching and want to come back. Have you like 100% shut the door and say no matter what? Like if you felt healthy for two years, do you think there's ever any shot you'd open that door again in the future? No, probably not. I mean, I was healthy for a year and a half and then got another concussion. Yeah. And then I was healthy for a year. So it's actually been a year since I got my last one. So it's like, it just keeps on repeating itself. And now I probably won't make a comeback whatsoever. Cause I'm just looking out for myself and smart my health and concussions is just nothing to mess yeah. around with. Yeah. I mean, you can see that like, you know, with other injuries, like Alex Smith, who is in the freaking playoffs. Yeah. Right? Um, but head injuries, that's just something different. You know, you don't really want to mess with that. Cause you're going to feel fine. You probably feel fine right now. Like, but yeah, I actually just got, I had to take a concussion test last night when I got in at like nine o'clock. Cause I have an appointment today with the concussion doctor in Pittsburgh from Pittsburgh. So we're going to call, Oh, great but, uh, great, great yeah. doctor. <laughs> great. Doc. I'm sure he's the best. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I had to, like, I felt fine before that test. And then after doing the test, like the headache started to come again because just, it's like okay. the concentration I've been, it's like I'm good, and then once I have to like concentrate and really focus on something, that's when the symptoms start coming back, and I'm not. What is feeling it? Is it good. like headaches or what is it? Headaches, uh, headaches. Uh, my eyes are will be very sensitive to the light and computer, so looking at a screen for a long time, I'll get pretty big, pretty big headache, and then uh, noise sensitivity as well is a big one. Do they give you those special glasses? I'll wear them occasionally, like during school when I'm doing like school work yeah. or homework and stuff on the computer, just cause um, ever since I got like my first question, if I look at a computer screen for too long or any screen for too long, I'm going to get headaches. Yep. I went to dinner with happens. Yeah. I was at dinner with Helen Marulis a couple of years ago after she had a concussion and she had like the glasses and everything. And there was like so much she had to do to not let things get worse and to try I, she was telling me everything it's wild like the sound the noise everything that all your senses and how to like how a concussion impacts it is wild so I, yeah uh, so she she actually reached out to me sorry Chenzo. she actually no, reached out oh, to me this. about concussions like yeah. she reached out to me on instagram and 
uh, John Morrison, her coach, called me up and said she wanted to talk to me about everything I can do to, you know, get healthy. And she, like, was like, I'm not trying to persuade you to come back on the mat whatsoever, but she's like, here's yeah. some things that worked for me and stuff like that. So it's very, like, it's very cool to see her reach out to me because she's dealing with the same things and she's an Olympic yeah. gold medalist. So, yeah. I was just going to throw in my two cents. Um, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> whenever, Thank you. Whenever, That's what you're I was, here for. Hey, whenever I was a sophomore in high school, I had a concussion, and I would take I would take the test to get cleared every single day. I would go after school, go in my trainer's office, and go on his computer and take the test every day. And I wasn't ready to come back, so I would just get like raging bad headaches every time I would take it. And like <laughs> I had one like mild concussion, so like I can understand what you're saying. Like I'm sure it's just like. I'm sure it's not. No, yeah, I, I'm sure it's pretty terrible. I had one in middle school or high school, whatever it was. I missed yeah. a couple of weeks because of it. Yeah. But ever since I got to college, I was getting like, I'd get hit and I get knocked out cold. Oh, damn. From time to time. And every time I got hit and I get knocked out, I was like, what's happening when you're getting knocked out? Like your hand fighting, or what are you doing that like it'll happen? Um, the past, this last one, I don't remember whatsoever. The kid I was wrestling with had to tell me what happened. But I guess wow. I was going in for a knee pull. And he, like, limp-legged out. And when he limp-legged out, his knee just caught me right in the temple. Hmm. <sighs> yeah, so I, they said I just fell, like, flat on my face. and So you're not – Like Ben Askren. There. You're not going to go into MMA is what you're saying. No, no way. <laughs> yeah. No way. As he's telling I'll me, I'm hearing – any fighting. Knee temple. I'm thinking Ben Askren the whole time. Yeah, <laughs> that's what it reminds me. I couldn't imagine. That's got to be scary, not only for you, but for who you're wrestling. Like if all of a sudden yeah. you're wrestling someone, you just knocked them out cold, and it's like, oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. It's, it's definitely uh, it's not fun, man. Waking up and just you're like the whole room spinning, and you're like, what the heck's going on? Do you know where you are? Yeah, I wake up and I knew where I was. I knew I was at practice and stuff like that, but I just don't remember like 15 minutes up until that moment. That's scary. Chendo, do you uh, remember what happened when you got knocked out or got a concussion? Um, yeah, I got knocked out too. I, I, was over, <laughs> I, I had a single leg up in the air and the kid tried to do like a flip out of it. Just kicked me. I, was, I have a scar <laughs> down here still actually. Um, but yeah, it kicked me in the chin and I just got knocked, knocked out. I just yeah <laughs> yeah that's just wild to me i don't really remember you know the, the whole event and everything and these mma fighters like these ufc guys are getting knocked out like over and over yeah like that's yeah, wild they, like, do it. they end the fight getting knocked out they get back they and got, they get paid you're getting paid to get dropped i mean <laughs> i don't know i don't know like how much money you have to pay me to like get knocked out like multiple times All even right. like so to let let uh, George Masvidal knee you in the face. How much money? Five million, maybe. Five million. What What do you think? What's What's your number? Maybe like one million five hundred thousand. I don't know. No, like, I don't want to be knocked out. <laughs> I maybe less than that, honestly. I, I don't know. If here's the thing, just too, to you just, just straight like let him knee you in the face. <laughs> Like if I'm okay after, like that's other things. Yeah, Gomez, how how much? Dude, I'd, I'd probably have to freaking. All right, let's, at let's... least I'm gonna pay for my hospital bills because <laughs> right. I'll probably be in the hospital for a while. But yeah. uh, I probably at at least a million. Hmm. 
Yeah, I'd, I'd say five. I really don't want to get knocked out. I imagine because you guys are competitors, there's a little bit more of a, you know, like it's more okay for you guys. It is not okay for me. I do not want to get knocked out <laughs> whatsoever. We should we should throw you in a cage at some point. I, I want no part of it. Like I, I want no part of it. Like if even if like Bo said like let me fight you for one minute, how much would it? I I'd end up knocked out within a minute. It's like. Not really. How of... long do you think you would last with Bo in the cage? Me? Yeah. Just like with Bo? Yeah. Right now, if you guys were as like as long as I wanted, I don't know. Really? But... Whoa, Bo! <laughs> we gotta get Bo on here. He's just... <laughs> I don't know. Like, he's not knocking me out. But he's maybe been he doing... that, he, he's been training with Jorge, so maybe he has uh, that knee coming out of nowhere. You're not gonna see he, it. <laughs> he definitely he's definitely a little more skilled than I am, but like, you know, we've. We've thrown hands before. We sparred before. We've done jujitsu before. I don't think he's gonna knock me out. That's he the would, content we all need on Rockfin. He would. He would beat me. Right now. But I don't think he's. I love your confidence. Like, yeah, he might beat me, but I'll last as long as I want in the cage with him. Like, what's he gonna do? <laughs> I don't know. All right. So Austin, last thing here. What What is next for you? You know, you said you're gonna stay at Iowa State. As you graduate in May, you're helping out with the team. Do you know post that? Like, are you going to stay there? Are you going to move back to Illinois? Like, do you have any kind of plan? Or are you still just going to start figuring that out now? Um, still trying to figure that out. I mean, my like I said before, my dad has a wrestling club here in Chicagoland area. He runs a business. So it's like I have that to fall back on or I could go ahead and use my degree. And, you know, I've had multiple schools, like, kind of reach out to me. Like, high schools reach out to me already, ask me to come in and coach. But um, I don't know, man. I, it's just like I'm still dealing with all these emotions because it's so early yeah. on. It's only been three weeks, two, three weeks. And, um, but I know that I'm sticking around wrestling. That's, I'm going to coach and that's what I want to do. So there's nothing that's going to be able to take me away from this sport. So, what do you say to the people who say that you just didn't want to give Roman another shot? <laughs> <laughs> I tell them, that I don't know what I tell him, man. I love Romans. I'm real cool with Roman. So it's like that match, like it kind of sucked that we had to wrestle, but we had to do it at some point. It but didn't I suck know. for you. It sucked a bit more yeah, for dude. him. <laughs> I well, mean, Chuck, because he was kind of, he was beating me up pretty good before that even happened, but he knew I had that in my arsenal. So it's like, yeah, he does. I don't he know doesn't why care. He He's going to let it fly. He let me get in underhooks. I don't know why he let me control the underhooks as much as he did. Well, ask Imar the sometimes, same thing. <laughs> sometimes, <laughs> yeah. Some, sometimes you just get sloppy. Yeah. Sometimes you just kind of forget. So. Yeah. No, but uh, yeah, I mean, me and Roman have a good relationship. You know, he's come, he's coming to my house before and stayed with me for like months out of the summer, and we just train. Cool. So. Wow. Yeah. Awesome. I didn't know that. Yeah, that's pretty cool. It's amazing. Oh, I, I continue to learn how many like fans, like Chenzo, I've told you like five times now, like. All of a sudden, when you and me or me and Pletcher are on the podcast, and you guys are at each other's house. I'm like, wait, what? Like Penn State, Ohio State. What are you guys doing? Like the amount of friendships within wrestling just we're continue both, to fascinate me. We're both from the Whitfield. Yeah, that's why we both like me, Luke, Pletcher grew up wrestling each other. Like, yeah. Every weekend. Yeah. Yeah. That's like me and uh, Abe Assad. I mean, me and Abe grew up wrestling together in the same club under my dad. And he's from Carroll Stream. I'm from Carroll Stream. And he's at Iowa now and I'm at Iowa State. So it's like we're still like really close close friends and we support each other what do you think last question here what do you think your dream job is in wrestling 
NASCAR driver? <laughs> um, <laughs> definitely be a head coach in college somewhere. You know, that's obviously the goal. But um, I don't what know, if it was at Iowa? It. I probably wouldn't take it to be honest with you. <laughs> no way. What? If I if Iowa offered you the head coaching job, you wouldn't take it. They said brand is it. out. We no, want you to come out. in. You could do whatever no you way. want. You could go in and clean house if you want. I could. Yeah. You could go in and sabotage them. That would I could just <laughs> that'd be awful. No. I probably honestly I probably wouldn't take it. Wow. So is Iowa State your dream job then? Being the head coach there? No, Penn yeah. State's the dream job. No, I think I would say it would definitely be my dream job. <laughs> that would definitely be the, the goal. You know, if they they want to, you know, give me an opportunity to stick around after I graduate, you know, I'd probably jump right to it. Well, if you're a head coach there ever and you need a middleweight coach, hit my line. I will. I got you. <laughs> All right, cool. All right, Austin, thank you for joining the show. Everybody follow Austin, follow Chenzo, stick up with these guys, stay up with them. Don't follow Chenzo, he says. Don't he he's got enough. Thirty thousand is enough for him. All right, guys. Thank you for coming on. Later. And that is it. Episode ninety-five of the Bashmania podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed this as much as we did having the conversation. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, it doesn't matter. Wherever you listen, subscribe, and we'll be back with another episode shortly. See ya. And the beat goes on.